At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Friday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It is Gil Alexander, Elliot Bowman in for Jeffrey Parlay this morning. Um, today on the show, packed, by the way, we're going to hear from Joe Pita. Joe Pita has another NFL season win total. Gave us an under on the Raiders last week. Gave us the analytic reasons why. He'll talk about the Broncos season win total play that he's making. Uh, And he will also discuss a new way, a new and exciting way to bet in the state of New Jersey. It's coming to Ohio and Indiana as well, but that might be for another time. But today it's in New Jersey. Joe will have all the discussion about that. Profit exchange. You will love this. Paul Carr with his Premier League picks. Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke. In Southern California to talk baseball with us, Pamela Maldonado in studio. How about that? Talk U.S. Open. Uh, we did our U.S. Open uh, pod yesterday. I did with Drew Dinsick, so we're all about that. And then my mishpucha, Chrissy Andrews, a little later on the show right here from the South Point studio. Because uh, slow jamming with Vinny, no longer. So we were a little upset about that. Uh, but I wanted to start the show, ladies and gentlemen, because for, for the loyal numbers game listeners through the years, I had always promised that I would keep you uh, abreast of that old matter from two and a half years ago, the matter of the 30-to-1 uh, ticket uh, that, we, that I had on uh, Igas Fiatek uh, to win the French Open in the year 2020 and the dispute with the Westgate. So yesterday, um, this show ends at precisely 856, uh, 855 and 42 seconds, if you really want to know it down to a second. And so at the end of yesterday's show, I immediately sprinted to get into, into an Uber uh, and jetted across town and arrived at the Nevada Circuit Court of Appeals downtown at 9.26 a.m., four minutes before my appellate court hearing. By the way, uh, shocker, they did not rule in my favor. But this was already fait accompli from the uh, Nevada gaming hearing from uh, over a year ago, which, uh, you know, I, I think I related to a marsupial kind of uh, thing uh, at some point in the, in the past. But this was one of them, by the way, and then I did, I did four podcasts, one of my own with Drew Densick, as I mentioned about the U.S. Open, and the three others, um, so it was it was a packed day, but literally wedged in this right after a numbers game. And I want to discuss it with you and just give you the update. This was this is my attorney who uh, who represented me the whole way through, except for yesterday. Yesterday, I represented myself by my own choice and went head to head against John Gruden's attorney, who also represents the Westgate. Um, Adam Hosmer Henner, I believe is his name. But I want to bring in my attorney from earlier in this case, Mac Verstandig. 
uh, who has just been a joy to work with the entire time. And Matt comes to us today from Bangor, Maine. Matt, how you doing, man? I'm good, Gil. Thanks for having me on. I'm sorry we're not here with better news. I'm sorry we're not here to talk about how you're going to spend the $30,000 and whether or not you can do it all at once. Well, we didn't expect, there was no expectation to win this, right? Like, I think people need to know that this was like really settled a while ago. And so if you're, if, if people's response was, well, why did you, why Gil then did you pursue it if you didn't expect to, to, uh, to win that uh, yesterday? And why did it, why did it extend? And there's two reasons for that. One of which was a very simple, and I think people listening to the show might appreciate if they ever get into this, what the procedure is. I really didn't get to speak my piece prior to yesterday. And so I didn't feel whole about it. That was the first thing. There's a more, there's a more you know, serious reason that I'll get to in a minute. But I got to speak, and I got to tell you, Mac, it was a blast. This was one of the, I'm serious. This was so enjoyable to me. This was one of the, and by the way, the, the simple highlight of it all was when I, when I, when I got Gruden's attorney to, to stand up and, and raise an objection. Objection, Your Honor. I was like, this is one of the greatest moments of my life. How did, did I blow it? Like, how did I do yesterday? No, you did wonderfully. So to begin with, there is no more surreal out-of-body experience for a lawyer than sitting there watching court not being able to speak. Because it's always, the tables are always turned, right? It's the client who is largely gagged, and I'm the one who gets to yap on and on with this argument and that argument. And having you have the opportunity to make your argument was an absolute joy and completely surreal in every way. But you were wonderful. You were eloquent. You know, you've got a good voice. We know that from the show. And I thought you made a really compelling case. The key, though, is what you said at the top, which is the fix was in from the time the Nevada Gaming Control Board made a ruling. Under Nevada law, yeah. the appellate standard is insanely tilted in the Nevada Gaming Control Board's favor. We'd have to show they were arbitrary or capricious or acted contrary to law. And those are burdens that are you know, worth trying to meet. It's worth pursuing the appeal, but it's a really, really high standard. And I'm glad you got the opportunity to make the argument, though. I thought it was fun. It was awesome. I, I feel so whole about it. I know people are like, what a sicko. He's like, I was like, I was totally into it. My dad would have been proud. There was a whole bunch of things going on. Let me just ask you this. If this exact case, exact wording, and we'll get to what the, what the argument was in a, in a second. But if this exact, it was a, by the way, it was $1,000 ticket, 30 to 1 on Igas Fiatek to win the 2020 French Open. For those who missed it, that, that tournament was moved to later in the year. And that's where, while I got paid by everybody else, William Hill, faraway places, the Westgate issued a refund. And that's where the dispute stemmed from. We'll get to details in a second. Were this in another state, any other state, do you think it would have gone another way? Like, is Nevada its own specific thing? Yeah, so Nevada and New Jersey are unique in that they make you go in front of an administrative body. In any other state with legalized sports betting, we would have been able to go to court instead of going in front of an administrative body. And that has a profound difference for two reasons. One, your average judge in any other state isn't dealing with gaming issues day in and day out. So they're perhaps more open to hearing everything. I know I said earlier, it fixes it. Nothing was rigged. That don't mean it's just any corruption. But the Nevada Gaming Control Board knows its casinos inside out and backwards. It trusts its casinos, and there's a propensity to rule in favor of its casinos. In any other state except for New Jersey, you would have had a judge who's not used to handling gaming cases, and you possibly would have had a jury, depending on the breakdown of the state. Uh. And I think that may well have ended up going a different way because you have a different fact finder in the beginning. And then, you know, like we talked about, once you have that initial we call it an evidentiary hearing. 
After that, you're stuck with the record. You're stuck with deference to the court or the body that heard it. And that's what we saw yesterday was a judge who, by law, and she was doing her job, yeah. had to give deference to the Nevada Gaming Control Board. Yeah, where it gets screwy is at the, is at the control board level, for sure. Uh, so, again, there's the details for those who are, are new to this. So I had that ticket. Uh, it was the year of the pandemic. The French Open gets moved, if people recall, from, I want to say, May to October, if, I, if I'm being specific. Anyway, my argument was... Um, their, their argument was that the reason it was a refund and not uh, pay my winnings is because they cited one of their house rules that had to do with football and other events and games moving more than eight days. But it was specifically about games. And so my argument was that at, at worst it was disingenuous. At best it was vague. At best it was vague. And there is precedent in the state of Nevada that if your rules are vague, it should go to the sports better. And what I mean by vague is that they they treated futures, by the way, on my EGA ticket, it says outright. Outright is a synonym for futures in sports betting. They treated um, basketball, if you recall, started, stopped, then played into the Orlando bubble, different playoff format rules. They crowned a champion and the Westgate went out of their way to say, oh, we'll pay out all winners. Uh, doesn't matter that there's all these trades and that it's different. We'll pay out all winners. Baseball didn't even start on time. Went from 162-game schedule to a 60-game schedule. Uh, they went out of their way, quoting, right, John Murray, who, by the way, I love John Murray. John Murray texted me after my father passed away. Love John Murray. Um, this is not a personal thing. Uh, until we get to the personal part, which is just in a second. Um, but they, you know, they paid out all baseball winners. They went out of their way to talk about that. And so they treated the outright of a tennis tournament uh, differently than they did those. And they cited this rule, which is really about games. By the way, I think history will prove me right. They will change that rule. Right. And they will make a tacit admission that it was vague. But we'll see about that. But that's my hunch where it got. And the other reason I, I mentioned, because I wanted to speak my piece as one of the reasons why I pursued this. The other reason was that they they made claims that were just complete fabrications. Right. So they said and this was this came up in the gaming like they, they did things that made me say, oh, you want to go low? Watch this. And so um, what they did is they said that I didn't make my own bet. They brought up Alan Boston right in the hearing that I, and they insinuated that I had somehow made a bet for Alan Boston and that I wasn't using my own money. Ladies and gentlemen, Alan Boston doesn't even bet ladies tennis, let alone he'd like to have my bet, my bets on those Two, They, yeah, two, they said, um, that I was free rolling them as if I was waiting to see the outcome of the French Open and then was free-rolling them, when in fact it was them that was free-rolling everybody because there's people who didn't have the winning tickets. They had no idea that they were getting refunds. And then the third one, and the, and, and the, more insidi the most insidious one of the bunches, and they told this to each other, to themselves, so often that they started to believe it. They were like, oh, you tried to extort us. No, I said, hey, guys, just to let you know, I'm going to talk about this on my show. And they, they twisted that into this, oh, if you don't give me my money, I'm going to do a show. And that is like complete fabrication, right? So that is why they got what they got here. And though they went in court, by the way, they needed this way more than I did, let's be honest. Um, in the end, in the end, I think they probably ended up spending more in attorney's fees than they would have paid me. That, that I think, is the end of that. But I, but I hope but I but the the arc of the experience was fascinating. I I relished the experience and I relished that moment yesterday. Look, you were superb yesterday. I think it's a good summary of everything went down. And at the end of the day, I'd be shocked if they don't change their rules. And you're right. Nevada has a doctrine. It actually goes back to like old British common law 
that says if there's an ambiguity, you construe it in favor of the party that didn't draft. And that's what the NGCB did not do in this case. And I think that's the core problem. And the rules aren't ambiguous. The difference between an event and a game and a future is in no way clearly delineated in there. And you're as intelligent sports better as there is out there. If it didn't make sense to you, how is it going to make sense to a tourist showing up and dropping $500 on their favorite athlete? Yeah, the judge even said to them at one point, what, what is this football and events and why is it separated? And then he hemmed and awed about it. It was fascinating. Mac, what I really want to say to you personally, what I said to you privately, I'll say to you here, you were a delight to work with. It was such a wonderful experience, and I am so glad to have, to have gone through it with you specifically. Thank you, Gil. It's been an absolute delight and an honor. I hope you don't need counsel in the future, but it's been a joy representing. <laughs> Thank you. Mac for standing, everybody, on a numbers game at Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Joe Pita with an NFL season win total next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM. State-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 it's Gil alexander speaking of uh tennis i uh, do have a tennis play today going for our sixth in a row very quiet sixth in a row going for here right before the uh, u.s open and taking ludmila samsonova put a pin in that name that might come up later on the show uh going on uh, uh played ludmila samsonova at minus 135 versus bernarda para two of the hottest if not the hottest uh, streaking players on the ladies' tour right now. They have been phenomenal, the both of them. But I'm taking Samson over today at minus 135. Again, all these based on the data. I would sing Levert's Casanova for you to remember Samsonova, but I'll save that for the podcast side. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, he used to, uh, first of all, he was on Wall Street for many, many, many years, then wrote a book while convalescing from an accident where an ambulance uh, ran him over. And it was called Trading Bases, where he melded his uh, Wall Street uh, education, if you will, all those years into betting the sport of baseball. Then he transitioned to golf with the 2019 tour guide about the Masters using proprietary data that he unearthed for the Masters. And now he is taking his genius to the sport of football. My word, genius, not his. It's Joe Pita, everybody. How you doing, Joe? 
Good morning, Gil. And uh, we've come from a lot of locations, but today uh, coming to you from Profit Exchange World Headquarters, or as uh, the inspiration for my Twitter handle might say, somewhere in the swamps of Jersey. <laughs> somewhere in the swamps of Jersey. Do you want to talk about your NFL season win total first, and we'll get back to profit? Let's yeah. do that. Oh, of course. Let's do yeah, that. Let's, let's talk about, yes, let's talk football. Because profit is very exciting. A new way to bet in the state of New Jersey. We're talking now, the first exchange in this nation, and we'll get into that. Uh, but last week you came on, you talked about the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. You explained the reasons why you were going under on the Raiders using the same kind of analytics principles that you used both in baseball and in golf, specifically in baseball, those uh, most uh, appropriately. Now you have an opinion on the Denver Broncos. What is that? Yeah, Gil, and it's a nice bookend with the uh, Raiders discussion we had because the Raiders discussion really centered on a shiny, new, exciting offensive piece they were bringing to the team. And while it was unquestionable that Devontae Adams was a, a improvement over any, any option they had at wide receiver one uh, to start the year, uh, when you looked at the numbers, he had a surprising amount of production to exceed by their wide receiver one by committee last year. And so that while, yes, it's a great pickup, no question, um, you'd be, to, to actually improve, and remember they were, they were outscored last year all year, uh, is a difficult task, and therefore it led to an under. The Broncos, very similarly, have an uh, exciting new piece. Um, but the assumption ends there because as I dug into the numbers, I'm not so sure that this was a better option than they had at QB one to end the season last year. Okay. So that's, that's the crux of this. You're not sure right. that Russell Wilson replacing Teddy Bridgewater primarily's production is an upgrade. Explain, sir. That will come as a surprise. Yeah, most. It, it, it does come as a surprise now. And what's really interesting is this really isn't a one year aberration for Wilson either. Uh, if you really look at his, uh, you know, his, his granular play by play work last year, um, it's, it's quite surprising. Uh, I convert it into war and it wins above replacement. I essentially had Russell William, uh, Russell Wilson as a one war quarterback last year, whereas Teddy Bridgewater was a two war quarterback. And if you look at the, you know, the components you, of things, you really see a big decline in Russell, William, Russell Wilson's uh, work and, and consistency that is overcome by some big plays that he's still able to pull off. But if there's one thing that football analytics has taught us, boom and bust guys are not really what you want on your team. You don't want them at running back. You, you, know, you don't really want them at quarterback either. And when you really compare stuff, uh, it's really shocking. And, and my favorite one is, and you know, it's something that, that uh, um, Drew Dinsick talks about when he talks about props and, and uh, uh, same with uh, Rufus Peabody, which is mean versus median, right? And when you look at Russell Wilson's mean um, expected points per play, it's league average. It's, it's at 0 .4, um, 0 .4, 0 .04 play per play. Now, Teddy Bridgewater was up at 0 .01 or 0 .11 per play. And that puts Teddy Bridgewater at about a top 10 quarterback, whereas Russell Wilson was even. But when you look at the median Gill, it is stunning. Russell Wilson's median EPA per play 
was negative 0.22. And that is keeping company with the worst of the starting quarterbacks in the league. People like uh, Davis Mills and Sam Darnold and the retired Ben Roethlisberger last year. Um, you can also see it then in, you know, in the success rate, too. And those are the percent of plays that are actually positive EPA. Russell Wilson is, is again, down with Daniel Jones. Uh, and that is a that to me is a problem, especially because it really wasn't a one year issue. Uh, so I'm not so sure they would have been better off with Teddy Bridgewater. You've gotten over under wins of 10 to lose that. Denver has to win 11. Most people look at that defense as being average. You know, to, for an average defense to to win 11 games, you need a quarterback that is that is putting up a Brady Rodgers. Um, Mahomes type year, and that might be the way it goes, but I don't think that that's the way you bet it based on Russell Wilson's work last year and then even into the last two years. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you said because the the obvious sort of response to what you were saying was, "Hey, Russell Wilson had that uh, that hammer finger. Remember that w- weird injury he had last year? So he missed a month of the season. When he came back, he didn't appear to be right. But what you're saying is this is not a one year issue. It goes beyond that with that- him." That's right. And it's not a last six weeks of the season post-injury issue uh, with him either last year. Okay. What, what else lends to your conviction on the under with the Broncos? Well, it's really at the price. Just kind of talking about, uh, you know, I, and I see you have nine and a half or I see nine and a half, but there's still some tens on the board. Even if you're uh, under might be minus 130 there. Um, but it's just, you know, obviously they're in that division. It's, it's a, it's a tougher schedule. They would really need to outscore their opponents by more than a hundred points to, to get over 10 wins. And like I say, with an average defense, that is a, that's a tough row to hold on on how, unless you've got, you know, a top three quarterback. And I just, you know, at age 34, I I think I, I, you know, they gave up a lot and look, his, you know, we know what he's done. So maybe his ceiling is still higher than, than a Bridgewater type, but uh, at four years younger, I'm not so sure I would have made that move if I were Denver. And I like the under, what was your take on the Denver defense through all this when you were analyzing it? Yeah, well, obviously they, they were essentially league average last year, but there was a drop off of not surprisingly after Von Miller left. So, and most of their assets that they, you know, both dealt this year and, and, and utilized are on the offensive side of the ball. Um, so, you know, the projection is for them to basically be an average defense. How much have you enjoyed doing these for football? And do you expect to do a full 32 of these based on the same principles used in baseball? What is sustainable? What is the replacement of production from a previous year? All of the principles that you use are, do you expect to do 32 of these next year? Are you committing to that at this point next year? Yeah, I think so. Gil, I've got the framework down. That took a long time to, you know, really get it down. I, I've tried for years, actually. And I finally, you know, came up with something I think satisfactory. Something satisfactory. And and do you feel, because you used, for those who don't know, I, I, I glossed over, you know, Joe has this great resume, but I glossed over the fact that you worked at ESPN Chalk for a couple seasons as well. Um, do we feel as though, I'll, I'll word this, you know, as, as clearly as I can, do we feel as though, the re- the reception for what you did then, like you used to do 30 baseball teams and they were awesome. Your, your team previews. Do you feel like, and I don't want to cast dispersions on, on ESPN, but you just feel like because it was pre-passed, but being ruled unconstitutional, that the appreciation of this kind of thing wasn't really there at the time. Was there a little of that? 
I think the audience is bigger maybe now than it was then. So, yeah, that, that's kind of what I'd aim for. I, I'd aim for the same type, logic-based, uh, slightly different angle of, of, of covering these things. I love doing baseball, and, yeah, I'd, I'd like to put out 32 next year. And no more baseball for you. You're done with that. Yeah, done with baseball. <laughs> done, with, done with baseball. Listen, Joe, as long as you agree that the 91 Washington football team was better than your 91 Eagles defense, then I have no problem with you pursuing this. Uh, Gil, I'll take the fifth, just like, uh, you know, to cite your court uh, stories, I'll take the uh, You're out of order. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, it was the greatest experience of my life. I cannot even tell you. It was such a blast. He said, objection, Your Honor. <laughs> it's phenomenal. It's the greatest thing ever. By the way, outside of the courtroom afterwards, uh, Gruden's attorney, by the way, I should name him, uh, Adam Hosmer-Henner, he, uh, he says to me, he goes, uh, he goes, I think you might have a, a second career here. I go, yeah, I'm good. Thanks, man. And then we talked to, we chatted about the Gruden case. He's very, uh, he's very confident in it. People should know. Uh, Joe Pita on the big development in sports betting in the state of New Jersey. And it's happening now. We'll talk about that on the other side. Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Pro Football Guide is out now. This year's guide is packed with Super Bowl and playoff predictions, season win total, best bets for every team, best ways to bet rookie quarterbacks, plus a bookmaker breakdown on what futures the public and respected bettors are making. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guide, though, is to become a VSIN All Access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special and get all access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription at Bet Smarter all year long. Go to vston.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the uh, feedback. A lot of response to uh, first segment of the show today. Cricket Man, that was ballsy. He said, I testified for 20 years and I never found a client we trusted to speak. Nicely done. A bet is a bet, period, as the kids say. I think they put a T on the end of period. Uh, Scott C. Gill stands up for integrity in the betting world. Much respect. Thank you. It's very kind of you. This is from New York Mess 16. Although you didn't win at 30 to 1, you did win in the book paying more in attorney fees, paying the book paying more in attorney fees, but more importantly, possibly getting a rule change. Will it be called the Gilly rule, as Todd Wishnev would call it, or will it be the beating the book rule? Either way, uh, thank you on that. And Asian Lebowski, wondering how many people will tune into tonight's women's tennis match after Gill described the match as two two of the hottest streaking players in the game. I, you know, as I was saying that, I was like, uh, that didn't sound right. That didn't sound right. A massive buildup for disappointment, unless, of course, the match is a winner. Um, yes, no, I meant they're, they are two of the game's most successful players of late. How's that, Elliot? Did I do well? Uh, daytime generate listening to uh, Gil basking in the glow of, of uh, taking the books down brings me great joy. Well, I didn't take them down, but I made my point. Joe Pita is with us once again, ladies and gentlemen, at Magic Rat SF. Tribute to Springsteen. Is that what that is, Joe? Yes, it is, Gil. That's right. I was a character in his song, Jungle Land. And apropos, because he is associated with the state of New Jersey, which has a very exciting thing happening right now. Can you explain, sir? Yes, Gil. As of this morning, profit the Profit Betting Exchange is open in New Jersey. Uh, you still might describe it as Pete Futek did about uh, week one in college is a soft opening. Um, the so you get a nice uh, tapas menu with uh, uh, some uh, uh, with 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 the menu to expand as the weeks go on. But what's important is. 
The app is, as of this morning, you can download the app on the Apple Store, which I actually did this morning. Uh, it's been, it was, it went up yesterday in the Android Store, and it can also be accessed uh, on a desktop if you are in, well, it can be accessed anywhere, but of course you have to be in New Jersey to actually place wagers, um, and that is at nj.profitbettingexchange.com. And so those are the three ways to access and to fund your account. Uh, so you can set up account there. You can fund it. As of this morning, the, they have a $200 match um, uh, going on uh, promotion. Uh, and, of course, there's not many promotions left in New Jersey since that was, of, yeah. of, uh, you know, from prior years. Uh, but it's really exciting, Gil, because, you know, promotions aside and, look, you know, there's not going to be a marketing budget that, that's going to rival FanDuel's. Um, but you do – have a uh, this is a great option for betters in New Jersey. And I know you and I are excited about that. And mm -hmm. even people back to, you know, Roxy Roxborough, if you're over 40 years old, um, you may have been doing, you know, you may have bet on the World Sports Exchange yes, in the indeed. late 90s. Yeah. You may remember um, uh, trade sports, which actually was a, a sort of a branch of in trade or in trade came out of out of uh, out of trade sports. Um, and those were available to American bettors, although they were not American companies until, what, about 2007. And uh, we've been hungering for an exchange since. And profit is, you know, this is going to be great. I was thinking about when Dr. Bob, you know, put out your, the college win totals earlier this week on your show. Or Adam Chernoff is, is releasing stuff from uh, Right Angle Sports over, over the uh, preseason. And the lines instantly move and, you know, some of the books just pull down their markets, et cetera. That doesn't happen on an exchange, and that uh, this is good. This is really good news uh, for betters. We've, you know, I know you and I have talked about it a little before, but it's every single bet you're going to win more or lose less than you would if you had placed it at a traditional bookmaker. Win more and lose less, and profit is the first. Or lose less. <laughs> or lose less. <laughs> win more or lose less. What did I say? Did I say it incorrectly? Oh, and lose less. Oh, win more. <laughs> or, well, no, there. win more. Right. right. Those are the two things that are are. That's are right. part and parcel with this. So the easiest way is the app, Profit Exchange. It's in, within the confines of the state of New Jersey. It will be once one day in the future in Indiana and in Ohio perhaps as well. Uh, let, me, let me just yeah, ask Yeah, that you. should be yeah, go ahead. early 2023 for those states. Okay. So it occurs to me that there's a lot of – there's a big percentage of, of people listening to this show right now and to this network who are like, okay, I've heard about exchanges. I know about Betfair. I know about it, you know, sort of anecdotally. But the average American better doesn't really know about this. And so can you explain as, as simply as you can, it's like a Denzel in Philadelphia is like, explain this like I'm a two-year-old. What exactly is the experience for a better? Okay, we get it. Conceptually, um, win more, lose less. But what do I do? What, what is the experience like from first moment to the conclusion of a, of a bet? Yeah, the important thing to think about in exchange is it's a peer-to-peer -peer, uh, network. So your bet is actually matched against somebody else who is making the same bet, not a house who is offering a two-sided market uh, and against which you pay a VIG for their, you know, uh, for their service of providing a two-sided market. So what happens is take take Northwestern and uh, Notre Dame, or not uh, Northwestern and Nebraska tomorrow. Um, so you your experience on profit will be. I think the, the national line right now is minus 12. Um, your experience on profit will be to put a bet in at either plus 12 if, you're, if you want to bet on Northwestern or minus 12 in Nebraska. And if it matches, 
the the winner uh, will end up paying a two percent uh, commission, uh, which essentially means you are betting that game on the spread at minus one hundred two instead of minus one ten. Right? You're taking, and that's an eighty percent reduction in the in the house edge, uh, and so that's the experience. And then on the money line, Gil. So I see. You know, I think on the screen, you guys are going to have the money line up, which I think is like minus 450 plus 350. Hey, if you want to bet Nebraska, say a plus 400, say what happens on the exchange is you put that in. You might say, hey, I'll put down $50 and you'll name your price. A, you know, I'm not sure if not sure if the term name your price tool is trademarked. I think it probably is. Um, so let, let's call it uh, you get to site, you know, site where you'll pay <laughs> hmm. um, for Nebraska or Northwestern. If you put that in at plus 400, that will then be displayed. And anybody that wants to take the other side with Nebraska, um, instead of having to lay 450, they can match you and lay 400. So it's, you know, any, any bet that matches is going to be, you know, good or profitable for both sides of, uh, of the transaction. And, you know, like I say, this is a soft weekend. There's not many marquee games, um, but I think that, you know, getting registered and then funding the account, um, we're going to see, you know, an exchange deal, you know, uh, MBAs or, you know, the, the MBA students would say that an exchange has network effects, right? And the more people that use it, benefits the people who are already using it. And that's what we're going to see, hopefully, by, you know, week one of the NFL season as, as we get to the opening next week that, you know, people are going to place bets. They're going to have their apps open in New Jersey. They're going to see better prices on the exchange than they they do in all their apps. And, and if they don't, they, you know, they go back to traditional betting. But if they see better prices, it's going to attract liquidity and that's going to be get more liquidity. And, and hopefully it's going to be a meaningful market for New Jersey bettors to access um, and, and right now it's going to be just your major sports. There's aren't going to be props and there's no season win totals, but you know, like a restaurant opening, the, the menu will expand over the year. What do you, what do you think? Like, and we only have a, like 60 seconds or 90 seconds left here, but what do you, what do you anticipate in, in its perfect form? Are there market makers or do some people become market makers within profit as well? I would imagine. Well, sure. That this is one of the things that a profit, just like Airbnb allows you to you know, be a hotel host. Uh, without, um, you know, the, the traditional uh, red tape that you have to go through or Uber lets you be a taxi driver. Yes, Gil, if somebody actually wants to make a market, they can do that. Like if they, you know, and that just take the Northwestern Nebraska money line. If they want to, you know, put a market at Nebraska at minus 425 and Northwestern plus 375 and they're happy to take either side. Uh, yes, you can actually be an amateur market maker um, in, you, on an exchange too. And again, that provides liquidity, you know, on, on, on some of, uh, you know, like Dr. Bob's picks, perhaps somebody would have liked to have, you know, when he said, play it up to, you know, minus 120 or minus 130. If somebody takes the other side of that on an exchange, they get plus 120 or plus 130. Um, so yeah, it can be attractive from, from the market making aspect uh, as well. This is so great just, you know, for, for the experience of the American sports better to have this now as an option is just a, a super exciting thing. And I would encourage everybody to uh, give it a try. If it's something that piques their curiosity, Profit Exchange, you can download the app now. Joe Pita, everybody, who's going to be who is in New Jersey and is going to watch this from, I guess, the uh, 
the boiler room, if you will, on this uh, Nebraska Northwestern game, too, back there at Profit. That's right. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate yeah. it as always, man. Thanks, Gil. Joe as P- always, it's great. Great speaking with you. Joe Pita at Magic Rat SF. Paul Carr's Premier League picks of the weekend. Next, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The first inning is unpredictable, but you can place a no run first inning wager with confidence at BetMGM. Make a no run first inning prop bet on any Friday MLB game. And if only one run is scored in the first, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $20. That's right. Simply place a single or parlay no run first inning bet. No runs in the first, no problem. You win. If only one run is scored, Get your wager back in free bets up to $20. Take big swings all season long with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit uh, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older wager. New and existing customer offer. Opt-in required. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. It's Gil Alexander, Elliot Bowman in for uh, Jeff Parlay this morning. And ladies and gentlemen, from uh, the heartland of the country, dead smack in the middle, Topeka, Kansas, works for True Media Networks. He's the host of the Expected Value podcast, used to work at ESPN so many years ago, and always graces us with his presence on Fridays during the Premier League season to give us a uh, three-pack of picks. It's Paul Carr. How you doing, Paulie? I'm good, Gil. We are six days away from betting going live in Kansas, assuming everything goes well. So I've got spreadsheets. I've got, you know, I'm doing the math on all this is a deposit deposit bonus, free bets, sign up, all this stuff, trying to figure out the, pro- what's the, the best pro- place, the promotions yeah. abound in Kansas, That's right? Yeah. It's going to simplify. Once I get past this, it's going to simplify my life a lot. Yeah. And as we said, when Missouri got, uh, got their uh, sports betting, we said, eat it, Kansas. Now we say, eat it, Mizzou. Yeah. Right. Oh, Missouri doesn't have it yet. That's oh, no, the thing. they don't. That's right. Yeah, That's true. Their, their legislature was just a disaster trying to get it. You know, everyone's trying to get their piece of everything. And so they messed it up so badly. It didn't even get through this time. So, yeah, eat it even more, Missouri. Eat it even more. We say that in jest. Jeff Parles yeah. uh, having his wedding in the state in the great state of Missouri uh, next year as well. So, OK, before we get to your uh, Premier League picks, there is the matter. There is the matter of the Champions League, Correct. Yeah, Champions League draw was yesterday. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we always have things to say about that because, you know, a little buzz of <laughs> things perhaps not being kosher. On, there there may regard. have been some orchestration. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you mean like Bayern the, Munich? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, you mean like the U.S. Open draw yesterday, which uh, had Rafa awesome. and Serena in the easiest quarters whatsoever? So funny how that works. Yeah. Funny yeah. So works. on Champions League draw, we got uh, Bayern Munich was drawn against Barcelona. Uh, 
notable because Robert Lewandowski left Bayern for Barcelona this offseason. We also got Man City drawn in the same group as Borussia Dortmund. Erling Holland left Dortmund for Man City this offseason. So we've got some nice juicy storylines there in the group stage that were orchestrated nicely. Okay. Um, and the, the odds moved on some of those, correct? A little bit, yeah. Barcelona was probably the biggest loser because they got drawn, like mentioned, with Bayern. Also with Inter Milan, who was runner-up in Serie A last season, won the year before. So their title odds went from plus 1,400 to plus 2,000. Uh, Tottenham was probably the big winner. They got drawn with Eintracht Frankfurt. That was the top seed from in Tottenham's group, which is what everybody wanted. And then Sporting from Portugal and Marseille. You know, not a cakewalk group, but about as good a group as you're going to get. So they dropped from plus 2,000 to plus 1,600. Um, yeah, I don't have I don't have a real play on a future here. Those top five, six teams, your big favorites are all going to be about the same because they're all get projected to get through the group stage. If you want to take a shot at anybody at like plus two thousand or better, I mean, I can't argue with you too much if you think one of those teams is going to round into form. But there's really no future play for me here. Okay, I know people are waiting for your picks, but just something else occurred to me because we haven't talked about this in a while. The World Cup yeah. in Cotter in November. Yeah. Catch the yeah. fever, everybody. Let's go. None of us are going to care. It's going to be the middle of our football season. It's so weird. It's so weird. Okay. Did you make any bets in that at all? Either groups uh, or, or full to win I it all? Did. I did. Well, I had a Germany future, as usual. Uh, I think it was 10 so to 1. It's not Paul Carr uh, unless we have a Germany future. That's right. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I know I have Canada to get out of the group. Um, Senegal. Something on Senegal to either win the group or get out of the group. They're in Group A with Netherlands and Qatar. Uh, I feel like there's one or two other get out of the group type of plays. France, I think, to win the group, maybe like minus two twenty, something like that. Um, so a few, a few little plays uh, early on. I'm sure we'll, I'll dive in deeper as we get closer. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have a conversation or two about it at some point. All right, three yeah. pack, three pack of picks. Where do you? By the way, they're all Saturday, all of them Saturday, yeah. and all at the same time. Yeah, all Saturday. It's the nine a Central Time kickoff. So I oh. did not realize that when I make the bets, it doesn't really influence. But uh, yeah, so by the way, just, just, a lot, just the screens going a macro, uh, a macro betting question, whether it's soccer, whether it's any sport that you're betting on, do you prefer the betting experience? Like if you have three games you've bet on three matches, whatever, do you prefer them to be spread out all day or do you prefer them all to be at the same time? Totally depends on my schedule. You know, if I have a busy Saturday where I'm whatever, doing stuff with my daughter, we're going this, doing that. I'd rather get them all done at once. Like give me that two hour window. And I can crank all the games out. If it's a leisurely day where I'm just kind of bumming around, I'd rather have it stretched out and, and extend the joy or extend the agony a little bit more. I'm a spread them out kind of guy, man. Spread them out during the day. I don't need them all yeah. at once. It's too much. Too many yep. TVs. All right. Yeah. What's number one on Saturday? Right. Number one, going back to the well on this. Chelsea, Leicester, both teams to score. Minus 110 is the price. Uh, the simple note, I've said this time and again, 24 of Leicester's last 27 away games have had both teams score. Their defense isn't great. Their attack's good enough. Now, their attack has not been good this year. I will grant you that. I think they have the second fewest expected goals in the league. But this is a little bit more about Chelsea. They got smoked by Leeds 3-0 last week. And the Chelsea, Chelsea midfield is a mess. And Golo Conte is kind of their anchor of midfield. He's out. He's hurt. Uh, Kaladu Koulibaly is Chelsea's number one center back. He's suspended for a red card last week. So they're going to have to have a makeshift back line of sorts. So I think all that's going to get Leicester a goal. Chelsea's at home. They have scored in 25 of 30 home games under Tuchel. So they're going to get a goal. Uh, but their defense hasn't been great anyway. And now you take two of their best 
players away. I think Lester finds a way Chelsea gets a goal. Minus one ten is a pretty good price. About as good as you're going to get for a, a both teams to score that involves Lester. So I like that. Minus one ten, both teams to score. Chelsea, Lester, B T T S, both teams to score. Let me just ask you this. Uh, Cause I, I feel like I'm compelled to do this. You said, Oh, 24 of the last 27 um, away games for, was it for, for Lester? Lester. Yeah. Yep. Away games. Uh, both teams scored. Is there anything to that away detail? Like, I mean, is that relevant in any way? Do you think a little bit just, just in you'll see teams, their style will vary Homer away, you know, uh, and especially with that mid-level underdog teams, some will tend to go for it more on the road and play more conservatively at home. Some of it's vice versa. So there's a little bit of something to it. Uh, you know, that stat specifically is usually more of an indicator of a playing style sort of thing where a team is or isn't afraid to open up or play defensively on the road. Okay. Pick number two, concurrent simultaneous. Yeah. What do you got? I am holding my nose and betting against Manchester City oh, in, a way. in a way. I'm taking Crystal Palace plus two and a half goals at City. Uh, minus 140 is my price. Uh, Palaces look pretty good. You know, I thought they would be good coming into the season. I have a top half bet on them. Uh, they were tested by Liverpool, uh, but hung on for a draw. And this is City is not like, you know, you watch Bayern and Bayern will just roll up goals on anybody. It's just they never let their foot off the gas. City has is more in the, we're going to strangle the life out of this game. Once we get a lead, a goal or two, and you know, they haven't topped 2.1 expected goals in a game this season, but they've had 70% possessions. They just kind of, you know, get a goal, maybe two and make you do something to try and stop them from just kicking the ball around the back, the rest of the game of sorts. Uh, Palace has shown that they don't mind playing without the ball. They did against Liverpool. They can do things on the ball. Like they showed against Villa and Arsenal. Uh, so I just, I like the chances that Palace, you know, gets a goal and then city's got to get four or they just kind of keep it close. And it's a two nil type of game. So Palace plus two and a half minus one forty. I'd play it up to about minus one sixty, which is probably more like the price you're going to see right now. Okay, what could possibly go wrong there? <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, <laughs> City's going to come out and be four nil up at half, and I'm going to hate everything. Uh, Man City, by the way, uh, two points behind Arsenal among a gaggle of t- of sides that are two points behind Arsenal, just three games into the Premier League season. And then finally, number three, sir. Yeah, so Brentford. I'm taking Brentford to win against Everton. Even money is my price. This is almost don't need numbers for this. Like if you've watched either team play this season, like Brentford looks like they know what they're doing. They're, you know, kind of a mid table type of team uh, who are maximizing their talent. They just seem to have a plan and Everton looks like kind of a mess. Uh, They haven't shown me anything to make me think they'll climb above that relegation scrap that they were in last season. They've conceded the third most expected goals so far. They're 14th on the attacking side and expected goals and shot quality. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, is their best attacker. He's not back from injury yet. Uh, and Brentford's looked decent. You know, they smoked Manchester United. They were unlucky not to get a point against Fulham last week. Uh, and, and the real thing to watch here is set pieces, corner kicks, free kicks. Brentford, uh, fourth in the league with 18 goals from set pieces over the last couple seasons. Everton's allowed the most set piece goals in the league. Uh, Brentford, this is kind of my old mantra. Brentford's better. They're at home. I'll play them to win on even money. Uh, you can probably find a little better. I saw a lot of plus one hundred fives out there this morning, so I like Brentford to win this one. Nice. Uh, so here are the three picks once again from Paul Carr. Paul Carr, who went one and two last week, six and three on the year. Is that correct? That's correct. Yep, six and three on the year. Uh, Chelsea, Leicester, both teams to score minus one ten. Good price right there. Crystal Palace plus two and a half goals at Man City. Ooh boy, let's uh, swim no our boy. way through that one. <laughs> Brentford. Uh, straight up win versus Everton. That at even money. Always shop around for the prices. I- I'd be remiss. We only have thirty seconds. We got to go here, Paul. But uh, how'd your meeting with the Jacksonville Jaguars go last week? Good. 
It's good. Yeah, it's good. They got, we got a lot of, you know, there's always interest in the preseason. It's always, you never know uh, what happens when the season happens and time crunch and all that stuff. But yeah, Doug Peterson's kind of analytically minded. So that's trickling down through the organization. So we'll see what happens. I like to hear that. All right. Doug Peterson, former Super Bowl champion. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate right. it very much, man. You bet. Have a good weekend. You too. At Paul Carr, C-A-R-R on the Twitter machine. Jason Weingart from Under a Cloud of Smoke. On the other side, Numbers Game Visa and the Sports Betting Network. The first inning is unpredictable, but you can place a no-run first-inning wager with confidence at BetMGM. Make a no-run first-inning prop bet on any Friday MLB game. If only one run is scored in the first, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to second free bets up to second free bets up to second. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.